A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. In his Easter homily, Father reminds us of the gift we receive in being called to partake in God's new covenant with his people. On this day, this Easter, we celebrate. Everyone of us have been through more than one Easter before. Have you ever asked yourself what exactly is this whole season about? This critical, this day, this moment. Why are we even here? Why did Jesus bother going through all of this stuff, the Last Supper, Good Friday Passion, His death, resurrection, all of this? What exactly is that all about? I'm going to ask you, what are you celebrating? What are you going to say? Probably just that. You're going to look at them like, well, I don't want to talk about this now. I'm in Walmart. I don't want to talk to you. What are we here for? Anybody? Oh, you didn't know this was going to be a course in an answer session. Now I'm going to find out how much the catechist did for you here. What are we here for? You're not going to answer me anymore than you did in the last year. Maybe I'll be thinking, well, we're here because salvation. Jesus did all this so we can be saved. And that's a good answer, but it doesn't quite explain the fullness of what exactly God is doing in his plan. What is and all of this stuff seems like it's going through a lot of efforts just to simply save us. Couldn't he have done like one little thing? Probably so. What's happening is the entire Trinity season, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, to the resurrection, Jesus is in those moments that we're celebrating tonight. All these moments of one liturgy, the Holy Thursday tonight, is all one big liturgy because of this entire event. Jesus said, I want to go back and start over again. And I want to undo the damage that you did by recreating you in a new way to experience something that you never had a chance to experience before. This entire three day, the triple, is a recreation of everything in Christ. And that's why we go through all these readings. Like, why do I have to listen to six different readings? We have to seven Old Testament readings, we skipped one. I have to go through the whole thing about creation, and we have to go through the story about Abraham, and then we have to go through the story of Moses, and then Isaiah, and then another Isaiah, and then Ezekiel. If you really were paying attention to these and understood what was being said by God, you'd want to hear more and more. Because he was telling a story to us about how much he lost be a part of our lives and we just aren't picking up on it. And Jesus says, I want to go back and do that story all over again, but even better. Remember what we call Jesus is the new what? He's the new lots of things, but he's the new what? Throw something out there anyway. He's 
Adam. First story of Genesis about the creation of man in the universe. He's the new Adam. He's also the new Isaac. He's also the new Moses. He's the new law. He's the new prophet. He's the new everything. The new David. All these things we celebrate in these first readings. Jesus says, I've come to be that new and better. To bring about a destiny for you that is so much elevated over what the Israelites ever could experience. It's a powerful night to think about what's happening here. Because we can be just like the Israelites. We all get caught up in that sin. We like to do the things of the world. And then we cry to God, free us God, just like the Israelites. Remember, for 400 years they were enslaved in Egypt. They were going, God save us, God save us, God save us. Day in and day out, day in and day out. We finally have the story of God setting them free. The story of Moses. Taking him through the waters, let him free. The waters come back and crush in on the Pharaoh's army, wipe him out. So the people then free of that land of Egypt and able to go where? Where are they headed? Somebody should know this one. Okay, I'll tell you, they're going to the promised land, folks. The promised land of Canaan, where Jesus, where God promises them that they will be his people. Somebody special. He wasn't just sending them to a land so they could enjoy a different place. He was sending them to a new land so they could have a different relationship with Him. So they could be something greater. Something better. He was sending them to a place to say, I'm giving you this land to let you know that I cherish you as a people and I want you to experience life in a way that nobody else can. And I want you to take that experience of me and send it out into the world. So that everybody can be a part of you. You who are my covenant people. The last reading from Ezekiel is a powerful reading. Where God says to his people, reminds them. I'm going to establish again my covenant with you. I will give you a new heart. A heart of flesh. I will put a new spirit within you. I will cleanse you from your impurities and make you whole again. This powerful line, I will be your God and you will be my people. And tonight we celebrate all of that being done by Christ in an even more powerful way. Throughout the years they've always wondered, why do we do the baptism and Eucharist and first confirmation all that stuff in Easter Vigil? I mean, it seems to be kind of like a Wap job, and we've already got all this long stuff that we have to add to it, all this other long stuff that makes a really long night. And I never could have understood why we bother doing the sacraments on the Easter Vigil. Until I started listening to the readings again, and finding out we're playing out in tonight, these people being called forward by God to be the new Israel. They were once chosen by God, and God selected them and said, I want to free you from your sin. To take you to a land that you've never known. A land not flowing with milk and honey, but a land flowing with God's graces and the power of His love. To go back to the story of Moses that we heard and started today, 
most pleasing through the text of the Reed Sea, not the Red Sea. We'll call it the Red Sea because the scripture says. The Red Sea, he parts the waters, and they go through the waters, and they're finally free of the Egyptian army. What does it say? A cloud there behind them to guide them and lead them. Now, we didn't hear the rest of the story, but we all should know this. When they were out in the desert, what were they eating throughout the desert journey? Manna, remember? Manna come down from heaven. I want you to think about that. They're led out from Egypt, the place of sin, by the waters, being guided by a cloud, a fire, a pillar of fire, and being nourished by manna spread from heaven. What did I just describe to you? You should all know this if it's already been confirmed because I just explained to you what baptism is, what the Eucharist is, what confirmation is. You're free from sin through the waters of baptism. You're nourished on your journey to the promised land by the Eucharist. The bread come down from heaven, as Jesus says, and you are guided by that cloud, the pillar of fire of the Holy Spirit. We are reliving the story of the Israelites, but this time Christ is involved in it, which makes it an even better journey. Because the Israelites' promised land ended where? In a land. Our promised land ends where? Right in the heart of God Himself. And that's what Jesus came to do. He did all of what He did. The Last Supper, the Institute of Priesthood, the Eucharist. He gets on the cross and from the side flows blood and water to give us the sacramental life. And he rises from the dead to say, I now have opened up for you a new promised land. I'm inviting you to be my people. To go where you never could go before. And that's what we celebrate tonight. That's why it's so powerful. That's why we call people together to enter into that. Because as they've entered the cup forward, I call them. Assuming I don't talk until like Monday morning, and when I call them forward, they're going to experience the same thing that the Israelites experienced in a more powerful way. Because no matter what the experience of the Israelites, they can never achieve what you are being given tonight. Because you're not going to a place, you're going to a person. You're not entering a land, you're entering a relationship. You're not getting the food that you grow. You're getting the food of God. And that's why this night is so special. That's why the church calls people together to experience a beautiful sacrament. Because it changes everything. Listen to that covenant again from Ezekiel. It says, I will cleanse you of your impurities. Baptism. I will give you a heart of flesh. Christ, the Eucharist. I will put a new spirit within you, confirmation. That's his covenant agreement with his people. He's promising it to you who are coming forward. He promises it to us who have already received it. He renews it every single time we enter into this wonderful celebration of the Mass. Where all of the events that we just celebrated the Trinity will come together in a glorious moment of celebration. That's what we've been given. Something the Israelites longed for for hundreds and hundreds of years, we get in a single night.
spend 40 years in the desert. You have given a beautiful gift. The Israelites longed for what you are getting. They couldn't have it. But God promises us, no matter where we are in our desert journey, you will be with us. Not just as a God, but as a spouse, a lover, a friend, a companion, a helper. He will be the one who will be with us always. Because he never breaks his covenant promise. And he says to us over and over again, I will be your God. And you will be my people. You can't get any better meal than that. It's so beautiful to celebrate a very covenant night. This one's a God that's called forward and said, I want to be your God. Will you be my people?